Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Ray and Tay Today. Talking on sports with friends. Ella, just talk about sports. Here it is, y'all. We're on the air. Sit on the sofa, throw your hands in the air. We're talking sports so you can come on and listen. NFL predictions, what you're missing, nothing. We got you covered for college football, too. Every fantasy football. Friday. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray, tall racer. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and yes, it is a football Friday, the first one of our season. Join us. 917-664-9098. We're social, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We are giving it to you hard and fast. Ray, we'll start off with last night and the breaking news. It looks like Ezekiel got the permanent injunction that basically will have them in the courts, and it will be like Deflategate. Ezekiel will play most likely, pretty much 100%. He will play this season and probably serve the six-game suspension next year. The judge had some harsh words for the NFL. Do you think that this will ever change anything going forward in the future? And then on a side note, they put a six-game suspension on Josh Brown to save face, which really looks bad, I think, in the court system later on, too. So I think nothing here is new. I think this is exactly the NFL. This is exactly Roger Goodell. And this won't come to a head until the new collective bargaining agreement 2021, in 2020. Yeah. Right, at the end of 2020 season, into 2021. Um, it's not in Roger Goodell's interest to give up power, so he's not going to do that willingly. And the owners probably don't mind Roger Goodell having the power because it's typically a, a heavy hand. Oh, yeah. They, they owners benefit from it. Yeah. Exactly. And, and Roger Goodell, their boss is, you know, the, the 32 owners are technically Roger Goodell's boss. But this isn't going to change. So so we'll just have this occur every year. There'll be two, three, four guys, whether it's uh, Josh Brown or or Josh Gordon or Ezekiel Elliott. Or you know, and I don't I don't say that there shouldn't be discipline. There definitely should be at times, but but there's got to be more transparency, and there's got to be some checks and balances here. You can't have the guy, yeah. one <laughs> guy that's the judge, the jury, and the executioner. And and I'm not saying Ezekiel Elliott won't get suspended for six games, but I think his argument of you know lack of transparency, process, and all that needs to needs to be taken seriously. And well, the judge took it seriously. Yeah, and the NFL really needs to put a three-man committee, or I don't know what it is. I don't know what the answer is. Well, they had a four-person committee on this, but they ignored uh, the the you know the the person that interviewed the Tina Thompson. Anyway, let's get to the field. We were shocked. There was a spanking. No one saw this coming, especially not the first two quarters. But forty-two twenty-seven. Alex Smith, I think, inspired by Patrick Mahomes, the draft pick, and all that, throwing the ball deep kind of attacking uh, Gilmore and Butler, which was a surprise. Dante Howard and Mandola get hurt. But the serious one is Eric Berry out for the season with Achilles. Kareem Hunt, a star is born, total yards record, 400, I mean, 246 combined yards broke Anquan Bolden's record. It's just amazing. What do you feel about this game, and do you think the Patriots are on to New Orleans? No big deal. Well, the only team 
it's funny because I, I actually had Denver beating them in the second round of the playoffs. But really, Pittsburgh is the only team that mano y mano can stack up to these Patriots. Do they have some weaknesses? Sure. But does Belichick always seem to cover up and figure it out? Absolutely. But more than they miss Edelman, offense, right? They miss They Edelman, do, but they still scored 27 points and scored pretty easily in the first half, and Brady had all the time in the world. So you're right, and they do have to get Brandon Cooks more involved, yeah. uh, and Hogan needs to become a better. But the defense is what worries me. Matt Patricia's defense there. That's, now, Bill Belichick is a defensive genius. So yes. you got to believe they'll figure it out. But if they don't, that team that everybody had going 12 and 4, 13 and 3, might oh, end up going 10 and 6. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, they definitely won't go 16. Oh, but but uh, even. But I mean, it was talked about. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, well, that's ridiculous. That's you don't lose Julian Edelman and go 16 and 0, and Gronk's not that healthy, and Brady's 40. And, you no, know. What's sad but, is that Eric Berry locked Gronk. And the Chiefs' really best all-around defensive player, maybe best player on their team, has gone for the season. Let's get to the picks. We got NFL, college. We'll give you our fantasy stud with each uh, game. Arizona at Detroit, Ray. This one is interesting. Very hard for me to pick. I got to believe at the end of the day, I think the Cardinals are the better all-around team, even though they didn't show it last year. Don't think Detroit will get to the playoffs. I'm going to say I think Detroit was favored by two and a half. I'm going to say Arizona squeaks one out, 26-24. And I just think it's David Johnson and Fitzgerald all day, fantasy-wise. So, what you got? So, I don't even know about Fitzgerald. I think it's David Johnson. He's just – you give him the ball when you're behind, you give him the ball when you're ahead. So, he's certainly <laughs> the, the fantasy stud. And you're right. I think they're just a better team, Arizona. And you know what? This is not the type of team that Arizona has trouble with. Arizona typically has trouble with a team that's physical and kind of challenges them. Indoors, on turf, they'll be fine. I like Arizona in a pretty high-scoring game. I'll say 33-26. The Raiders won their last six games at the 10 o'clock a.m. start going to the east coast of Tennessee. These teams are pretty close. I think the Titans were favored by half a point. I got to go with Tennessee. I wanted to pick the Raiders, but I just think Murray and Henry, Delaney Walker, maybe a little Eric Decker, they'll be able to get enough offense going against the Raiders, you know, average defense. And I think Tennessee's defense might be a little underrated. So pretty close game. I'll say um, 24-23, Tennessee wins. And my fantasy guy I'm going to say is Delaney Walker. And Mariota's not a bad start, but Delaney Walker. So I'm going to say the Oakland Raiders. They're ready. I think that they are chomping at the bit. They probably feel snake-bitten a little bit. That car got hurt at the end of last season. So they're thinking, look, start to finish. We're going to run the table here and take care of business, get that AFC West, get that bye week, get that home playoff game, and let's go. So I think the key is Marshawn Lynch. If Marshawn Lynch can help them in a ball control situation when and if they're ahead, I think they're, they're going to be just fine because you know they've got talent on the outside. You know David Carr can, can, can sling it. So, Derek Carr. I keep saying David. Yeah. Um, I like What's Oakland, your score? and I don't, I don't think it's that close. I think Oakland wins 31-23. I sense a little disrespect for the Titans where you used to have it for the Cardinals. We're going to have to talk about this. 
Um, Seattle at Green Bay, really the game of the weekend, not so much the Sunday night game we'll get to in a minute, but this could be an NFC championship game. I think Shelvin Richardson, I think, you know, Michael Bennett, all that he just went through, the rumors of the team being divided in the offseason, Pete Cowell, I think this team is highly motivated to get back to the Super Bowl, but also to take care of Aaron Rodgers. He's talked a lot of smack against Russell Wilson and the Seattle team over the years. Seattle's played them well, and I'm not too sure about Green Bay's running game. I don't think either team will run it that well this week. I'm not sure who's starting for Seattle, Eddie Lacy, Rawls, Procise. I don't think it matters. Jimmy Graham will have a good day. Dougie Baldwin will be definitely the fantasy darling. And for the Packers, I think it will be Randall Cobb. So those would be my fantasy studs. And I'll say uh, 24-21. 24-21, Seattle. This game were in Seattle, I'd give it to Seattle. I think it's in Green Bay. The whole town shuts down. The whole state shuts down. <laughs> the teams are very close. But I think Green Bay at home takes care of business. They need to figure out who's running the ball for them, whether it's Montgomery or Williams. But you know what? They haven't had a real running game in a year and a half. Aaron Rodgers uses the short passing game a la Bill Walsh, and he just takes care of business. He's the fantasy stud, 400 yards. He'll score on the Seattle defense. I think the Seattle defense will be one of the elite defenses in the league, but this first week I'm looking for Green Bay at home to win also pretty easily. I'll say 31 24. You're looking for some offense, Ray. I like High it. High scoring like game. <laughs> you know, hey, listen, it, it could happen. It should be, it's going to be fun. This is the game that I think, with all the weirdness of the whole suspension and this and that, I think the NFL filed late last Friday on purpose so that Elliot could be there because they're worried about NBC and the ratings and Ezekiel. And Sunday Night Football might have its biggest rating all season, and it might be against, you know, the Giants against the Cowboys in Dallas. Look, last year the Giants owned them. I think these teams every year have been, you know, battling. Giants have had the best of them as of late. Ezekiel's going to have a lot of juice going. I think Des Bryant looks good. I think Dak is ready. I think not having Odell is going to hurt the Giants. The Giants will win this division. And they'll win the war, but the Cowboys will win the battle, and they will win the Sunday night battle for once against the Giants. I think the Cowboys take this game, barely last second 47-yard field goal, 27-26. I think Zeke's the fantasy star for the Giants. Look for Marshall and Shepard to both probably catch a passing touchdown from Eli. That offense wakes up from the sluggish preseason and uh, Odell's not playing, I don't think. And even if he did play, he's not really healthy. High ankle sprain. So Cowboys win. Ugh, I hate I hate saying it, Ray. I hate it. <laughs> I actually think the Giants are going to win. The Giants had their number last year. Eli plays with ultimate confidence in playoff games, in the on the road, and in underdog situations. Dallas, with all this Ezekiel playing, not playing, Dak Prescott getting all this love, I think they're just – haven't gotten it together. They usually get off to a slow start, and I'm going to say they do too again this year. Uh, last year was an exception, but Giants win a very close game. I'll say 26-24 Giants. 
Wow, I like that. I like that. So that's all the NFL action. And then you have Saturday. I got to tell you, we have four ranked battles. And these teams are going to be going at it. Um, starting off with Georgia. And Georgia Bulldogs against Notre Dame. What's fascinating to me about this is that the Georgia quarterback is hurt. They're going with the freshman. You're not having uh, Jacob Eason. Freshman played a little bit, you know, and did okay a little bit last week. Um, we'll see, you know, basically how, how he handles things. I think it's going to be a diet of Nick Chubb. The SEC is under question and fire and debate. I think it's a shame, you know, the hateful, uh, you know, letter and mail to uh, your boy, Texas A&M, Sumlin, and, and just how people are hating on him and getting too serious about stuff in and, and, and Houston and all that. But I think the Georgia Bulldogs will hold it down for the SEC. Yeah, Notre Dame looked okay last week, but they're playing against a different monster. I like Georgia's defense still. Um, Georgia gets the win, and they hold uh, Adams in place for Notre Dame. I say Georgia wins mm, 31-26. Good game. A lot of points. You know I can't stand Notre Dame, but I'm going to say that <laughs> they had the whole off season to prepare for this game. The freshman scares me a little bit. Nick Chubb's obviously a, a proven commodity, but Notre Dame at home. Brian Kelly's got a lot of pressure on him that he self, you know, inflicted, and also the boosters and the alums. So this Notre Dame team is more than ready. I think they are going to take care of business. Georgia, like we saw last year was highly ranked, but ultimately just fizzled. I don't know that they're that good. I don't know that they're the 15th best team in the country. So I'm going to go Notre Dame in a close game, but I think Notre Dame wins 23-20. All right. We got Auburn against Clemson, Ray. This is, this is big time. You know what I mean? And I think at the end of the day, when you have this ACC, we had George on the show, George Reister, you know, trying to talk about the SEC. It's Alabama and then a bunch of nobodies. Well, Auburn's going to have something to say about it. So will Georgia. Florida, unfortunately, didn't do much against Michigan, uh, especially offensively. I think number three, Clemson, with Florida State losing their quarterback, they're going to hold the mantle. Look, the kid Kelly came in for Watson. You know, he goes off to the NFL. Uh, Clemson still got a great offensive and defensive line, and Dabo's reloaded. Number three against number 13. I think Clemson at home will help. I'm going to say it's uh, – 35-24, and Clemson pulls away a little bit at the end. Yeah, I think that uh, Auburn might be tough and might give people battles this season. Again, I don't, they might be a little overrated, but Clemson is not. Clemson really is good. Uh, this kid Bryant, we'll see how he'll do stepping in some huge shoes by uh, Deshaun. Uh I like Clemson. I think they'll they'll win pretty easily. I think this game's in South Carolina, and so I think that they'll take care of business. I'll say twenty-seven to eighteen. All right, the rematch of last year: Oklahoma against Ohio State. I huge, mean, two huge. against five. Huge. This is J.T. Barrett against Baker Mayfield. All the talent on offense and defense. You know. I feel as if they've been thinking about this 
all year since last year. And I like Ohio State. I think it took them a while to get it going. And I think Baker Mayfield is ready. But I think the offense and, and Nick Bosa and the defensive line of Ohio State at the end is too much for Oklahoma. They put too many guys in the pros with P. Ryan Mixon and Didi. And he's got talent, but not that same talent, Ray. I think Ohio State, at the end of the day, pulls a little bit away. I'll say 38-31, Ohio State gets it done. But I think Baker looks like a stud. So this might be two of the top Heisman Trophy candidates. I know you don't love Barrett, but um, you know he's already won himself a couple offensive player of the years in the Big Ten. I mean, the running back could be a Heisman candidate. J.J. <laughs> Dobbins or whatever. That Dobbins, kid's a sure. <laughs> he's nice. And by the way, these are two huge, huge programs, and obviously we've got some coaching change at, at, uh, at Oklahoma. Yeah, but yeah. I think this game's in Columbus, which means that 100 <laughs> – 105,000 people are going to be rooting for the Buckeyes. Ohio State's too tough. (laughs) Ohio State's too tough. I think Baker Mayfield shows out, but in a losing effort, I agree with your analysis. I think in the second half, Ohio State just runs away with this. I think it's a huge offensive game, and I'll say 38-30, Ohio State. Number 14, Stanford, and number 6, USC. This might be for the Pac-12 title in, in an early matchup. Look, Stanford looked good, you know, their first week, which was like, I don't even know if you call it week one. It was like week .012, but not a major <laughs> game, <laughs> you know. So this is week two of college football. And USC, Sam Darnold, look, they won. Western Michigan was probably underrated. They were a big six team last year in the bowl games. Sam Darnold is going to get it going. But Ray – I think our guy David Shaw is coming to spoil the party. I think Stanford has got something going, and this was the one hiccup I was concerned about. And I don't know if Sam Donald is going to be awake enough, and I don't like the offensive line enough. I think Stanford goes into USC and pulls off the upset in a great game. I think they're favored, actually. I think they get it done 33-30. I'm going with the Stanford Cardinal and friend to the show, David Shaw. Nice. Yeah, right. You know what? I'm going to go on. the other way. I'm going to oh, say that Ronald Jones. Everybody's going to have their eye on Darnold, but I think the running back – you know when you're the second, you got you got a lot to live up to, right? You got to make daddy gonna make daddy proud. Ronald Jones the second. I think that uh, SC is a totally contrasting style, the sort yeah. of the flash, whereas Stanford's the grit. Although Stanford's been putting up some points, Woo! so we'll see. Stanford brings that D though, uh, whereas USC's D is a little flaky. So the question is, can can USC hold down Stanford's offense? Is, uh, looks a little bit like it's on juice this year. I do think the game at night, 8.30 p.m., twilight out there. It's a 5.30 game in, in California. Mm-hmm. SC's at home. They squeak it out. I think it's actually going to be a low-scoring game. I think they're going to you know, play a little bit of a chess match there. So I think I'll say 22-20 to 20, USC barely squeaks by Stanford. Okay, we got to pick one NFL upset 
and I'm going to say the Niners might shock the world and beat the Panthers at home to start off the new regime with Shanahan and Lynch. Give me one for you in the NFL upset. You know what? I'll go even crazier than that. Woo! I'm going to say Chicago <laughs> beats Atlanta. Wow. Atlanta is is they they got the Super Bowl, they got the hangover, they're thinking about next year being in the Super Bowl already. They're already so leaving Mike themselves. Glennon, right? Are you for the Glennon era? themselves in. I'm not sure Mike Glennon is the man. I'm not sure Mitchell Trubisky is the man either. But let's see. I think you might catch somebody sleeping. Week one, you have all off season to prepare for this game. You don't need to really change the tape, right? Atlanta's the same exact team base. I thought you were gonna give me the New York Jets. Upsetting the Bills. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's an upset, but those are two <laughs> terrible teams. <laughs> but yeah, look for I'm not I'm not picking it, but I'm saying if you wanted to okay. throw, you know, a little bit of a yeah. monkey wrench in there, go with the Chicago Bears. Alright, well listen, everybody have a great weekend. My son turns eighteen tomorrow. I am so happy and excited, Elijah Dukes. He said his Cardinals are going to the Super Bowl to let you know. I didn't get his AFC pick, but he's he's all about the Cardinals. And young Williams said Patriots Giants. I was like, okay, fella. Wow. So uh, uh, the third time for the Patriots. Yeah, he said Patriots Giants, and he's got the Giants winning over the Patriots and Brady. Three for three. Could you imagine? Can you imagine? Wouldn't that be wow. something? So we'll see what the young fella thinks and, you know, whatever. So I told him I would get it on the show. We didn't get it on last week, but that's what he said. So uh, so it should be fun. And all I want to do is on Sunday celebrate my day and watch my Steelers. And I'll be happy. <laughs> so, all right. Well, everybody have a great weekend. And, and everybody be safe. And, and good luck to everybody in Florida and in the yeah, Southeast Irma. with these Our prayers with everyone. And, yeah. And Shelter in, buckle definitely. down, and, and, you know, be safe out there. Definitely, definitely. So have a great sports weekend. We are out. 